I have several examples I can share with you concerning trusting in God and refusing to lean to our own understanding. When God gives us an instruction, people will often try to talk us out of doing that instruction. As flesh and blood, we often are fearful and we want confirmation from other people concerning what we're doing. But I have learned, don't do that. If I need to have something confirmed by God, I just ask him to confirm it. I don't run from house to house asking people what they think I should do. It's very clear to me that a person might be well-meaning, but he might not perceive the future. You might start out on a plan only to have something happen that causes you to fail. You don't want to fail. And you will not fail when you are following God. You just won't fail because he won't lead you in a way of destruction unless you have rejected him and he's trying to destroy you. But if you're really well-meaning and you have a good heart and you are born again, God's not going to fail you. He's not going to lead you out there to destroy you. So when you hear from God, you have an anchor for your soul. But the devil will try to come and convince you not to do whatever it is that you've heard to do. So we, we know that. And often the person trying to convince you not to do the thing is somebody in your own church group, in your own household. I'm very careful about telling my plans to other people before I do the plan. In 1980, I was asleep in the night. I was awakened by a very loud trumpet-like voice who said three things in my ear, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote those three words on a notepad. I was sure KWJS would be call letters to either radio or television. I looked it up and it was a radio station who broadcast Christian radio programs. I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. If anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of God, that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given them. James 1.5 So I said to God, I wouldn't know how to do that. And I heard, call the radio station manager. That same morning, I called Boys JS and asked to speak to the radio station manager. And I told him, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? And he said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. And if you fit our broadcasting, 
we will offer you a contract. As soon as I finished talking to the station manager, I got my kitchen timer and a recording machine and just sat down and made the audition tape. Put it in the mail to the radio station manager. Within five days, I was broadcasting exhortations to the church on radio station KWJS. If you don't know how to do something, ask God, how do I do this? He'll tell you. It's a promise of God that he will tell you. If you're thinking of doing something, turn to God and ask him for wisdom. It might be that you're supposed to do the thing, but you might not know how to do it. Or it could be that it's the wrong way to go. There's one of the Proverbs which says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That's Proverbs 14, verse 12. We don't want to just jump out there and go a certain way because it seems right to us. It might even seem right to your neighbors to do that if you ask them. It might seem right to everyone you ask and still be wrong. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. When you believe you've heard from God and you start out to do a certain thing, very often they of your own household will try to persuade you not to do it because they don't really believe that you've heard from God. You have to be sure that it is God that spoke that to you. Turn to God and ask him for confirmation if you need to. Now, I was absolutely certain on that night of January 10th, 1980, because I was asleep in the night and it was a trumpet-like voice. And looking back on it, I believe it was a message delivered to me by one of the angels of God. It was the trumpet-like voice that woke me up. And then, when I asked God what to do, everything fell in place. I did just exactly what I heard to do, call the radio station manager. I didn't hesitate to make the audition tape. I didn't go to my pastor and say, should I make an audition tape? I'd heard from God, and I was sure I'd heard from God. If we have the word of God on the subject, that's all we need. We can go forward securely when we have heard from God and with all our heart we believe we have heard from God. Here is a very interesting scripture on that. Proverbs chapter 21 verses 30 and 31. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. In other words, if you are persuaded God has told you something, why run to other people to see if that's what you should do? You, you don't want to open those doors. 
If you think you need confirmation, just ask God to confirm it. For there is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Verse 31 says, The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. So we can take this verse in Proverbs 21. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Safety is of the Lord. If that's a word from God, you have access to go forward. In the year 2020, I was considering having new upholstery put on my 25-year-old car. As I thought about this, I heard a word from God by His Spirit bringing this to my mind. Or you could just buy a new car. I stood there and I thought about that. And I said, that's right, I could buy a new car. I had sold my house in Texas. The money was sitting in the bank. I had plenty of cash to buy a new car and have money left over. So that was an option. I could go that way. Very often the Holy Spirit will give you options to your plans. One of our church members was in his 70s when this happened. He went into the backyard at his house and he noticed his storage building and it was just stuffed full of stuff and he began thinking about it and he thought I believe I'll build a second storage building to handle my stuff and he heard this why don't you just get rid of the stuff an option a better way to go. God is showing us a better way for us to go. It turned out that this man became ill shortly after that and was very seriously ill and as a result died. He did take the action of getting rid of the stuff, as he heard from God to do. Now what about this buying new car business that I heard? That same night that I heard from the Holy Spirit, or you could just buy a new car. That same night, I had a dream that I bought a car. The next day, we went out and looked for a car, and I bought a car. A better way to go. So sometimes we will have a plan, and God shows us another way to go, which is even a better way for us to go. In 1975, when I was born again, a woman was suing me over an incident that happened at my business. And I heard a word from God, word of instruction. Don't testify. Somehow, I believed that word. I really believed I'd heard from God. 
I don't know how I believed it. It must have been some kind of gift of faith because I was so new as a Christian and really knew nothing about following God, knew nothing about the Holy Spirit, knew very little about the Bible. But I believed with all my heart that was God speaking to me. So I called my lawyer and I said, you might not want to represent me in this situation because I've heard not to testify. He said, oh, it'll be fine, Joan, even if you don't testify. He said, we will win the case just based on the witness that Flo has to give. Flo had witnessed the situation with this woman. She had seen it. Flo worked for me at my business. The lawyer added, he said, but of course, if you'll testify, we will definitely win this case. When the man that I was dating at that time heard what I was doing, he said, you're not doing this girl any favor by not testifying. And I said to him, well, I'm not trying to do this girl any favor by not testifying. I simply believe I've heard from God not to testify, and I'm trying to obey God. Well, that made no sense to him, I'm sure. We went to court the first day, and the judge, who was sitting there on the high-rise bench, was fooling with some papers and had a pencil in his hand. And when he heard I was not going to testify, he stopped what he was doing, dropped the paper, put the pencil down, looked directly at me and said, you're not testifying? The court trial was a two-day trial. The second day of the trial, my lawyer said to me, Flo's testimony didn't go as well as it should. But if you will testify, I know we will win this case. And I said to him, well, I'll see. So I got up and went into the ladies' room at the courthouse and began praying. And I said, God, what do you want me to do about this court trial? And I heard, don't testify. So I went back into the courthouse my lawyer looked at me. I just shook my head no. The trial continued. I did not testify. I was acquitted of all charges. I just simply followed what I believed I heard to do. How can you lose if it's really of God talking to you? How can you lose Again, Proverbs 21, verses 30, 31. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord, against that word. When God gives you a word, there's no counsel against it. You can try to explain it away or reason it. But if it's a word from God, you just simply obey it. Safety is of the Lord. The safe way to go is the way God shows you to go. So we look again at Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord 
with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. If you lean to your own understanding, you will get into some type of thing like, but what if this happens? But what if that happens? Well, how can I do this? You will get into all types of confusion by trying to understand. But if you focus on, is this word really from God? That's all that matters. So in a case like this, you turn to God in prayer and say, is this really from you? Is this an instruction that is from you? Please confirm this to me in a way that I can understand it. I used to get a lot of invitations uh, to go all over the world and speak to various groups at my own expense. I knew it would destroy me physically as well as financially. So I asked God if he would give me a very concrete word to keep me in place so that I wouldn't yield to the temptation to go all over the world and speak to these churches and speak to ministers' groups. Because that's very appealing to me to do that. But I knew it would kill me and destroy me financially. I knew it couldn't be of God, but I needed help. I needed a word that was so concrete that I couldn't wiggle out of it. So that's what I asked for. And I heard a word after I asked God for his wisdom. Here's what I heard. Remember the cat? I said, oh, yeah, the cat. I have to be here because I have a cat. I have to stay here. I can't wander all over the world. I kind of laughed because I was hoping for a little more spiritual word than that, but it was a, certainly a concrete word. She is a flesh and blood cat that depends on me. So God helped me in a very interesting way, but it was very real. And it kept me in place. For my assignment for God was not to go all over the world. That was man's idea. There was even one man who wrote to me who said, he said, this is like a Macedonian trip. Like I'm like the Macedonian man saying, come and come and work with us. Come and help us. Come and teach us. At your own expense, of course. Well, my assignment from God was not to go to Macedonia and preach. My assignment was to work on the blog and write books. I knew what my assignment was. But the religious people will try to pull you off your assignment, giving you the plan to come and help them, which is appealing to you to do that, but it's not your assignment. We have to stay in our own assignment. We have to know what our assignment is, and not be pulled off to some other so-called good work. Because unless you are assigned by God to go off to Macedonia, it is not a good work. Only the assignments God gives you are good works. Look with me at Matthew chapter 7, verse 
21. Jesus is speaking about the day of judgment. When people come saying, I did this, I did that, I did many wonderful things. And Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. At the churches, they often have a sign-up sheet where you can volunteer at the hospital or you can take food to the poor. You can do some kind of work. And it seems like a good work. But unless it is God showing you to do that work, you are in great danger. Because Jesus says, many will come to him in the day of judgment, saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Unless it's a work of God, you can be cast away. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. I didn't assign you to do this. God didn't author this. You did a work of iniquity even if you saw it as a good work. So depart from me, ye that work iniquity, is what Jesus says he will say. We have to be sure those works that we are doing are authored by God. So examine what you're doing. Did God command you to do this? Was it really of God? Or is this just your own idea or something you saw other people do? For if God commanded us to do something, there is no reason to be afraid. But if we did it on our own, we've got a problem both now in this lifetime and a potential problem at the judgment seat of Christ. So you ask yourself, did God tell me to do this? How do I know? How do I know it was God who told me to do this? For everything depends upon that. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.